You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today I want to minister a message to you on Cultural Sunday, One Life for Christ. September is really an exciting month for us because there's so many things happening. It's, it's our Cultural Sunday that we celebrate and acknowledge all cultures but celebrate the Christ culture. Uh, it's Heritage Day in September. It's the church birthday in September. This year we are 18 years old. Am I right? The church is 18 years old. Let's give the Lord a hand. And then in September, it's also my wedding anniversary. I'll be married 28 years this year. Amen. So I thank God. Amen. For his goodness and his mercy in our lives. I remember when we started the church, um, we started in our house, we packed out 20 chairs, 17 people came to that first service, um, and it was really a God encounter. The following week, we had to buy another 20 chairs. But on that first service that we had, I said to God, God, if you don't come and light this candle, I'm only going to have one service. Because in my own strength and our own ability, my wife and myself cannot do this. And I remember towards the end of the worship, I I saw in the spirit the hand of God come down. I just lit this candle and I could see this big flame just burning there. And although there were winds and storms around it, that candle was burning, that flame was burning like there was no wind. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen when we experience that light and life of Christ Jesus. The Bible mentions in the word, in the book of Isaiah 62, that her salvation will be a lamp that burns. Her salvation, he's talking about the church. The church should be preaching salvation. Even the book of Revelation mentions that when he talks about, John talks about the seven churches, he refers to a lampstand. So fire... It's connected to the church. Amen. But that light itself, Psalm 27, the Lord is the light of my salvation. That light himself in the church is Christ Jesus himself. God wants us to experience his light. He wants us to experience his life. He wants us to experience his light. It's that light that expels all shades of darkness. David, he said, one thing I've desired of the Lord that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold his beauty, to inquire in his temple. Why? Because he knew if he could get in God's house, there's light, there's life that brings change to our lives. The Bible even teaches in the book of Proverbs that man's spirit is a candle unto the Lord. Searching all parts of us. So we need the light of Christ on the inside of us. That's why you must be born again. And when you're born again, God will connect you to others that are born again. That's the church. The day of Pentecost, it was fire that they could see upon them. The church is a lamp unto salvation. When a church comes together like this, God wants you to experience His presence. 
when you worship Him to experience His love. We know faith is not a feeling, but God wants you to experience, feel His goodness, His mercy. You should be able to experience the peace of God on the inside of you. Amen? The body coming together. This is God's purpose right from the beginning. He said to Peter, I want you to build my church. Turn with me in your Bible to the book of 1 Corinthians 12. I don't believe that you join a church. I believe that you are born into a church. You join a library club or you join a hiking club or you join a car club. But when it comes to the church, we need to be born again. We are born into Christ, the head of the church. Christ busy building His church, preparing His church. So to truly be part of a living church, you need to be born again. Are you there? 1 Corinthians 12 verse 13. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Turn to the person next to you and say, unity. When you read the Bible, you'll see the Bible talks about being of one mind, one heart, one spirit. We can be of one mind, one heart, one spirit, because we've been baptized into one spirit. You know, we've been celebrating Cultural Sunday, I think, for almost a decade. It started when we were in the school hall. Got many interesting pictures. I think this is the best one that I've pulled off so far. Amen. But acknowledging all cultures, the beauty, the diversity, but celebrating a Christ culture where we put Jesus first. Our relationship with Christ, if you look at the cross, this relationship, the love that God has for us and that we have for God, allows us to love those around us. We are called to demonstrate the love of God. When we are baptized into one body, I can feel what you are feeling. But when I'm disconnected from you, I cannot feel what you are feeling. So Christ came to make a way for us into the holy of holies. Christianity is different from all other religions because we are born of love. We are born of love. When you've received forgiveness by faith and you know that you are forgiven, it's easy for you to go and forgive others. Paul says that we can forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. Has anybody offended you in the past week? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> but when we are one body, I can feel what you are feeling. Family, what God values most about us is beyond human comprehension. Because in our hearts, we are made to be like God. When God looks at us, what He values most about us is beyond human comprehension because in our hearts, we are made to be like God. God made you to glorify Him. 
This is what Isaiah says. God has made us to glorify Him in everything that we do. I quoted it earlier on. Job said, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. I want you to consider for one moment, just meditate upon this, the reality that you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. You are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. You are made in His image. You are made in His likeness. The Holy Spirit is here to help us to live a better life here on earth, to manifest heaven here on earth. Sometimes when we look at ourselves, we think, wow, how can God use me? I've messed up so many times. God has made you with a purpose. God has made every culture with a purpose. He took time to decide where to place you, who you would be. Something to think about. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. One thing that I've learned in life is that you cannot convince people from a natural point of view to serve God. They need to experience God. They need an encounter with the Holy Spirit. If it's not in the Spirit, even when we were worshiping, for many it would just be singing words. But when you worship from your Spirit, it's in Spirit, it's in truth. And that's what God is looking for. The one thing that the church should never do is preach condemnation. Never preach condemnation. Never let people feel guilt and condemnation. A matter of fact, even as a Christian, the Bible says when you, your heart condemns you, know that God is greater than your heart, that He's paid the full price upon the cross. As we come together, I've realized we cannot make it on our own. I need you like you need me. Your strength becomes my strength and my strength becomes your strength. If we could convince people from a natural point of view to serve God, it could never last. We end up in religion. People need to see God. Ask yourself, as the greatest product of the Holy Spirit, am I allowing people to see God in my life? When people see God in your life, They'll be drawn to you naturally. So I want to be around you. Because many situations that people face today cannot be resolved from a natural point of view. They need God intervention. Turn with me in your Bibles to Zechariah 8, the second last book in the Old Testament. Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days ten men from every language of nations shall grasp the sleeve of a Jewish man, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with us. It says, In those days, we know Israel is a type in the Old Testament of the church. A Jewish man refers to a member. It says, In those days, what will happen? Ten people from every language. Every nation. People won't say, what language are you from? People say, I can see God is with you. 
says they're going to grab your sleeve and say, we want to go with you. We've heard that God is with you. We need God to be our shield, to be our protection, to be our exceedingly great reward. I want to say this, be in a church where you can experience God. Be in a church where you can experience the peace of God, the love of God. When you're there, you find yourself in that place. I almost want to say, have an expectation that people are going to come up to you and say, I can see God is with you. I've heard God is with you. Grabbing your sleeve, say, I want to go with you. I need some God in my life. I've had enough condemnation. I need the love of God. What does the Bible say? My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. It's when we pray together in the spirit that God unites us, brings us together. Just go up a few to, to, to verse 20. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Peoples shall yet come, inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us continue to go and pray before the Lord and seek the Lord of hosts. I myself will go also. Yes, many peoples and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before them. I myself will go also. People from other cities, other places, will come and drive to a church where there's light and life. The saying goes around, the church alive is worth the drive. Why do people need the presence of God? Because nobody can change on their own. We need God to help us, the Holy Spirit to help us to change from glory to glory and from strength to strength. You never change on your own. Turn to the person next to you, say, next to you say, you never change on your own. We are not called to condemn people. The Holy Spirit will convict somebody if they have to change. Amen? Just allow people to get into the presence of God. When you look at 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, it says, We all, with unveiled face, beholding as into a mirror, that mirror is the Word of God. As people look into this mirror, they'll see a reflection of themselves, who they are, the way that God sees them. It says, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. How do people change? By the Holy Spirit. Allowing the Holy Spirit to work in you and through you. We all, we all are being transformed you don't change on your own. When you go and isolate yourself, you don't change. But when a brother or a sister is next to you, I need you like you need me. God wants to use you as an instrument to manifest His glory, an instrument of salvation, an instrument of grace, an instrument of hope, an instrument of healing. People coming together and saying, I need you like you need me. Will you be the one that will allow the Holy Spirit to manifest His glory in us and through us? This salvation, this hope, God wants it for everybody. Everybody. It's the will of God for every person to be saved. When we look at the Bible, we see that Noah had three sons. 
Remember, all the earth was destroyed. Only eight people were saved, but there were three sons. It speaks of all of mankind that comes from those three. And I want to go show you from the Bible just three stories of salvation in the book of Acts. How God is ready to help everybody, save everybody. But God needs your obedience like he needs my obedience. Our obedience to the word of God is the only proof of our faith that we believe the word of God. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 8. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury. This sounds like he's the minister of finance. Man of great authority. And had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? Family, all of us sometimes need some guidance. When last did you have a go moment for Jesus. When last did you have a go moment to reach out to somebody and go and help somebody? Here Philip is just busy with his own business and God speaks to him and says, I want you to draw close to this man, to share the gospel with him. And as he draws closer to him, he says, what are you reading? He says, well, I'm busy reading Isaiah, but I don't understand. As a Christian, be ready to explain Scripture to people. Be ready to explain Scripture to people. We shouldn't say to people, oh, I don't have to answer you. Let's be ready from the Scripture to give people guidance. I want to say, wait for those divine moments. Those divine moments to reach out to somebody that nobody else can. This was a spiritual encounter that the Ethiopian had. And we know he got to a place where he believed and he was even baptized. And you know the amazing experience Philip just had where he was transported in the Spirit. Wait for those divine moments. The Holy Spirit is busy working in people's lives. Can you see the Holy Spirit was working in the Ethiopian's life? The desire, the hunger to search the Scriptures, reading Isaiah, but he did not have understanding. God had to use Philip as an instrument of salvation. In these last days, I want to tell you, get ready to be used as an instrument of salvation. But wait, you'll hear God say, go. Have a go moment and just go and share the gospel. Amen. We still there. Go to, just to Acts 9. You know the story, Paul well, Saul on his way to Damascus, he had an encounter with God again in the spirit, not being convinced, not reasoning, but in the spirit, had an encounter on the way to Damascus. But even here, verse 6, so he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said to him, arise and go. 
Can you see you're going to have to take action? Faith acts now. Faith believes now. Faith receives now. Immediately he arose. Saul was persecuting the church. Have an expectation. Those that are persecuting the church, that they will have an encounter with God. When that happens, be ready to play your part, to do what you have to do. Ananias, remember, God spoke to him and says, you have to go and meet up with Saul. He has to do a lot of things for the kingdom of God. I want you to pray for him so that he can receive his healing and so that he can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because if he tries to do this assignment in his own strength, he's going to fail. Remember, Saul, knowing the word without the Spirit, was killing Christians. But once he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he started immediately to preach in the synagogues. Go to verse 39, verse 13. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man. How much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel. Are you ready to have a go moment? Are you ready to have a go moment when the Lord says, I want you to arise and go to play your part, to act faith. Faith allows us to see the invisible. Faith allows us to receive the incredible. Faith allows us to, to believe for the impossible. When you look here, so many times God communicated with dreams and visions. So have an expectation for change to come into his life. Amen. The last person I want to share with you is concerning Cornelius. The Bible teaches us in Acts chapter 10 that he was a good man. A matter of fact, if you read about him, in Acts chapter 10, verse 1, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. When you read that, this seems like the perfect church member. He fears God. He hates sin. Him and his family are living according to the word of God. He's always praying at every prayer meeting. He's there to help. And he's giving generously. He's supporting the ministry. But the Bible says it's very, these very things that he was busy doing, the good that he was doing, was the reason why God spoke to Peter. Why God appeared to him and say, said to him, I want you to send men to Peter. He has to come to you to share words of life. Sometimes we are doing good, but we are ignorant. We want to do good. We, we purpose in our hearts to do good. But it doesn't matter how good you are or how bad you are, you still need to be born again. This is what it's all about. God spoke to Peter. Peter had to arise and go. Verse 19, while Peter 
thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Family, for us as a church to reach out to a dying world and not to condemn them, not to make them feel guilty, we need to be born again. We need to be born of love. Because when your treasure is love, you can give love. But if your treasure is not love, you cannot give love. We must, you must be born again. Jesus, when he shared the gospel with the woman at the well of Samaria, the Jews, his own disciples that was with him said, what are you doing with this woman? Us Jews, we don't mingle with people from Samaria. Prejudice. They're not our kind. Stay away. Jesus said to them, I want you to wait in Jerusalem until you've received power from on high, until you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you can start to bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit of love. Then I want you to go out and minister again. Go to Jerusalem. Go to Samaria. Go to the ends of the earth. Here, Peter, a disciple, is still trying to figure out some of these things because of the way that he grew up. And the Lord had to appear to him in a vision, actually took him into a trance to show to him the truth that what God values most about you is beyond human comprehension because in our hearts we are all made to be like God. If you go to verse 28, it says, Then he said to them, You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or to go to one of another nation, but God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. When anybody accepts the Lord Jesus Christ by the blood of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, we are sanctified, we are justified. He who knew no sin became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you allow the Holy Spirit of love to regenerate your spirit and you are born of love, you'll have the revelation that we've been baptized into one spirit to be one body. Are you ready to go and share this gospel of love and hope to all nations, to all, everybody around you, to go and pray. When last did the Holy Spirit say, go and pray, go and fast, go and help, go and support, go and encourage. The three sons of Noah represents all of mankind. These three salvations represent all of mankind. The Ethiopian, Paul, and Cornelius. God wants all of mankind to be saved. He suddenly realized God looks at our heart. Paul wrote in Acts 17, from one blood, God has made all the nations and he determined their boundaries where they should be. God decided what culture you should be so that you can glorify his name. God decided where you should live, where you should be, who you would be. He knew your name when you were in your mother's womb. 
If you truly believe this, you'll believe that God holds your future in His hands. When you know that, your behavior will start to change. You'll know that God is busy perfecting everything concerning you. The most important thing about you, are you born again? Are you born of love? Remember, John 1.11 teaches us, when Jesus' own people came to him, they did not receive him. His own did not receive him. But those that came to him, doesn't matter who, that received him, he received them. Not born of blood, nor the will of man, but born of God. When people look at you, can they see that you are born of God? People will see that God is with you. When you are born of God, your focus will be on Christ, His assignment. You'll be able to live a life that is focused. We've been baptized into one spirit, to be one body, to drink from one spirit. Do you know what that means? When, when, when you say we drink from the same cup, we eat from the same bowl, means I can feel what you are feeling. My strength has become your strength. Your strength has become my strength. When Jesus came to restore relationship for us with the Father, it was not just to restore relationship with God. It was also to restore relationship with one another. At the Tower of Babel, he gave us different languages to cause division because of the unity, because they were busy with an assignment that did not come from God. But at the day of Pentecost, we were baptized into one spirit to be one body, to be of one mind and one heart. Christ came to restore relationship. I want to close with this. God made you for his glory. The culture that you are, God decided that. But you are the specific culture, the person that you are, so that you can glorify God's name. Allow people to see Jesus in you. Let us protect that flame on the inside, that fire burning on the inside. And ask the Holy Spirit to fan that flame to burn brighter and brighter and brighter. Connect to others with that fire on the inside. And if people have not received Christ, show them the love so that they can see the more excellent way. Find a living church where the fire of God is. We have one life to live for Christ Jesus. And that life is so dear. How have you changed your world to glorify the name of Jesus? Selah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.